This is the Level Up Podcast. I'm Taylor Petrinovich. And I'm Kelly Gilster of 618 Studios. And we are on a mission to help filmmakers level up their businesses and their craft so they can make more and work less. We want to help you confidently take your business from mainstream to luxury, and it all starts right here. Hey friends, and welcome to another podcast episode. I'm your host, Taylor Petrinovich, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kelly Gilster. Hello, everyone. And we have a really great episode in store for you today. Um, It is January, which for most of us, that means um, booking season is officially here. There have been a bunch of proposals all across the world happening from, you know, basically October through the new year. And a lot of people are planning their weddings, which means they're booking their vendors. So that means if you're going to be focusing on um, kind of, you know, revamping, refreshing, or improving anything in your businesses, the booking process is one that you should probably have your eye on to make sure it's a really smooth process for your clients and so um, you don't get ghosted and you just kind of create a really great client experience from the very first um, time they, you know, reach out. So, That's what we have in store for you today. We have come up with seven things that your booking process is probably missing and what we recommend um, doing. So, yeah. Yes. And Taylor and I are so passionate about this because I think that this really is the most frustrating step for entrepreneurs, especially photographers and videographers, is in how you know how are we all going to figure this out how how are you going to be able to get that client into your inbox and successfully turn it into a date on your calendar and that's why Taylor and I are so excited to be hosting our very first reset summit which is a one day virtual workshop we're going to be teaching live everyone all of you guys who want to be a part of it we are excited to have you with us and we're specifically going to be talking about Um, packages, pricing, and proposals, and how each of these things need to look to ensure that you're no longer getting ghosted anymore, you're no longer in, you know, this in-between market where you're struggling to book the clients that you want, but also the clients that you once had can't quite reach for you, and so we just want to, you know, shed some light into that take away any frustration, confusion, so that we're going into this new year um, just with a really bright future ahead. Yeah, and this is something we've never offered before. So this is brand new. Um, If you've joined us for some of our past free workshops, we've done the Road to Luxury and Booking Bootcamp. Um, Those are the two we did in 2023. And this is completely different. This is actually a paid one-day you know, conference or workshop or summit, whatever we are calling it. Um, and it's it's really attainable. It's $149 for the ticket and you get access to the replays for a lifetime, but we would love to have you join us live as well so you can ask your questions. But um, just to kind of paint a picture of the value that I'll be getting, it's not a free workshop. It is, is actually like a paid, um, you know, a paid teaching where we're going to be giving you guys a ton of value and actual like steps to walk away with so you can apply it to your business immediately. 
um, so that going forward in 2024, you've immediately approved upon um, this kind of aspect of your business. So just kind of something fun and bite-sized. And if you listen to last week's episode, we talked about um, this analogy of Kelly's daughter Sloan trying to pop a million bubbles and failing at every single one of them. But when she really focused on one little bubble, um, she was able to successfully pop it time and again. So this is like your one little bubble that we want you to tackle heading into the new year so that we can improve this one thing and we're not like a deer in the headlights just like freezing and not knowing what to do with our businesses. Um, so that's kind of the heart behind it. So again, that's you can buy a ticket at thelevelupco.com forward slash reset and we would love to have you. But Without further ado, there are seven things we want to get into um, today without keeping you for two hours. Um, And so we're going to dive right into these things. And then first thing that your booking process is missing is a personal touch. Um, Yeah. So what does that mean, Kelly? I think that, or I don't think, I know, I know that this means that People are relying a little bit too much on their CRMs as far as the booking process goes. Um, I think, I don't know what it is, but I was talking with a photographer friend um, recently and I actually have never used CRM in my business before. Um, And this was when we were shooting 30 plus weddings a year um, to now, you know, we're really honing in on 12 and it didn't matter the amount, you know, you just kind of have to come through with a system that works. And I've been able to find a really clear, concise and just great way to be able to talk to clients, talk to planners in a way that doesn't involve a CRM. And I remember having a conversation with, I think it was in the DMs, a filmmaker was saying that he's just getting ghosted left and right. And I was like, where in your process, where's that weak link? If you guys joined us for booking bootcamp in the fall, we talked about the weak link in your booking process. And He just said that like they inquire, they get an automated email about this, then they get an automated invitation to a Zoom link and they get an automated reminder that they can join the meeting and then no one shows up. And to me, I just immediately thought, well, yeah, I mean, they've been talking to a robot this whole time. Where is the person-to-person connection? Um, And especially when you're wanting to become more in that premier market, in that luxury market, those client that clientele really values you know personal attention um paul and i just took a trip to new york city last month we enjoyed our very first trip away in six years that wasn't work related or anything and we stayed at two very different hotels one was kind of like a middle level hotel and i will probably have a future podcast episode about this because it was so clear the difference between staying at kind of that middle market hotel that was nice but it wasn't it wasn't luxury and then we splurged and stayed three nights at a luxury hotel and the way that the middle market hotel treated us was like you walk in and you don't even see a person you sign in through an ipad to check into the hotel and then like you sign out to check out of the hotel on the ipad and going to this more luxury like hotel then it was a clear difference of like We were getting like a personal, like beforehand, it was like a personal text from like the concierge that was like, you know, you're welcome to pre, um, 
you know, kind of like pre-set up your check-in process so we can like get to know you a little bit more, but it wasn't anything that they demanded of us, right? Um, and, and then from there, it was like, we got there and we talked to a real person and that real person showed us, a, like they even gave us like a tour of like the lobby area and like where we can grab drinks and where there's going to be live music later on that day. And I feel like I'm kind of going on a rant, but that's just like what I'm trying to paint this picture of is that like the, this clientele doesn't want automation anymore. And you might be like pricing your way out of a market of a clientele that didn't really care about that the fact that they were talking to a robot, they were just looking for like convenience and that low price. But as you're raising your prices and your rates, you really need to start implementing more of a personal touch. Taylor, I, I went on way too long about that, but anything to add? No, I think that stories just do a lot for people like to understand like what we're talking about. And that's a really great story. And um, basically, yeah, it's okay if you use a CRM. Um, again, we have shared our... Um, thoughts about HoneyBook and those thoughts are negative and um, I know that ruffled some feathers and that's okay. Um, I am a CRM user. I use Dubsado and that would be the one that I would recommend moving forward for those of you who want to stay the CRM route. Um, and But what I've done is I really like there's no automation through Dubsado that I use. Um, I use it as like a lead capture. So my um, contact form is through Dubsado on my website, and then I do use it to send contracts and invoices and an occasional questionnaire when the occasion calls for it, but they are not receiving a single email that was automated. Um, I have no triggers. I have no automation set up, and that's what I would recommend. Um, if you feel like you need that like trigger or that like automation, like put it in your calendar. Like <laughs> Find your client's date and put a calendar reminder on Google Calendar to send whatever you need to send. Um, that's kind of like the level of automation I would recommend. So, but yeah, people just really want to feel like they're talking to a person and they're not just like a number on your calendar. They want to feel like they matter and they want to feel taken care of. And that is part of what allows us um, to demand the prices that we demand for our services. It's not just like our films being that level. It's a lot of it goes into the experience and the brand. Um, and that's, that's part of it. So the second one is a phrase that we use occasionally here on the podcast, and that is being the easy button for your clients. And that basically means um, just just being an easy person to work with. That means not bombarding them with a million questions um, when they first inquire. That means not demanding them to get on a Zoom call with you if they don't want to. Um, it just means kind of like generally not overwhelming them. And Kelly has another little story that she wants to share. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly has entered the chat with a story time. Um, it's actually just happened two days ago. We are in need of our rugs getting like steam clean, steam cleaned professionally. It's just, it's just time. New year, new fresh rugs and also our Ottomans. And so I saw someone post in a Facebook group in like a local Facebook group that I'm in. Um, they're like, a family business and they were like looking for more work and they had posted various before and afters and I'm like oh this looks great so I reach out to them and we were and I just kind of said like hey I'm really interested in hiring you guys um and you know let me know what your availability looks like like I'm I'm ready like I'm ready to just like invest like take my money like just take it I'm I saw your before and afters it looks great all this stuff well they write me back and they were like, 
hey, um, thanks for reaching out. So we need to know the following. How many rugs do you need cleaned? How many ottomans do you need clean? What's the exact dimensions of each of the rugs that you need cleaned? Can you let us know of the specific stains on each rug or specific scents on each rug that we need to be aware of? And also for the Ottomans, what are like specific stains that are on the Ottomans and specific scents that are on the Ottomans? And like, I was out. Like, I'm sorry, but I ghosted them. It was just too much. I was like, I just wanted you to come and clean my rugs like and just tell me a price or give me a range on what that would be or like if anything maybe it be like hey how many rugs do you have and I could be like four and then they could like give a range of like great we we have availability this day our services would range anywhere from I don't know $125 to $300 depending on the size and you know the size and you know, amount of filth of your rugs. I don't know. Um, just making it easier for that. Like then I could be like, great. Yes, that sounds great. Come over, bill me, whatever you need to bill me. You already gave me that number, but like, don't give me more homework and then like demand more of my time. Just be the easy button push for me to like show up, provide your service, bill me what you need to bill me. And so I want, I think I just want for those listening, like, think about that. Like, do you feel like maybe you're getting ghosted in the process where you've maybe overwhelmed your clients like a little bit too much on what you're demanding of them? Or like, where could you just like fill in the blanks yourself and like meet them where they're at? Um, and that's like, I think another where, one too, like people yeah, will be like, do you send pricing before you get on a call or like wait, make them get on a call before you send pricing? Like that's yeah. like what we're talking about too. Like, no, I send pricing first. Like you do not need to get on a call with me to like see my pricing. Please see it. Um, don't waste either of our times if it's not going to align. Um, and that's what we're talking about. Like don't, don't fall for like these like sales tactics that you may have heard like for the mass market in the wedding industry or whatever, because that doesn't work moving forward. Um, in your businesses as we continue to grow, like, right? So mass market education and luxury education are two different things. And there's two different tiers of the market that they serve. So just identify where you are, where you want to be, dress for the job you want, um, and take all, um, all education, all, you know, recommendations and things like that with a grain of salt and like discern what you want to listen to and what you want to like phase out. Because there's a lot of you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, information that, what's the word? They, I feel like it starts with a C. Conflict? Like a Con- yeah, conflicting information. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, out there. Yeah. And we're going to be talking all about, I think a lot of people too are like, well, wait, like, then how do I know if someone's a good fit based on like, if I can't get on a call with them? And like, we're going to be talking about all of this during our reset summit so that you can still, you know, set yourself up for success in working with the clients that you want without, you know, demanding too much of their time and just meeting the clients where they're at. And so Taylor and I have like really great systems and processes in place to ensure that you are doing all of those things and hitting that mark and, you know, 
when those higher wealth clients land in your inbox, that you're going to be like meeting them in their world and how they think. So um, it's just a whole mindset shift that we'll be also talking about in the Reset Summit. Yes. Um, all right, we have seven things to get through, and oh number we're, three we're on the list. <laughs> we're gonna speed it up a little bit, guys. Which yeah. is um, no pun intended, because the third thing you might be missing is speed. <laughs> yeah, um, I, you, you respond fast, guys. That's basically it. <laughs> right, like you really need to be responding very quickly, and the reason why you might be getting ghosted is because. You maybe sat on that inquiry a little bit too long or you were really busy in editing and you kind of maybe neglected your inbox for a few too many days and the ghosting of that could simply be because, you know, you don't, they've moved on, right? They've already, maybe, maybe you were one of four companies that they've reached out to and like it's true, the early bird gets the worm many times and so just, you know, knowing when to respond and if you can't get them things right away how to respond in a way that they know that something's coming from you um that's also really important to um have you know good discernment on and decipher um when to share which information first so we'll be talking all about that too in the summit yes um number four is probably going to be the one where we offer the most value um, when it comes to the summit, and that's because a lot of people are lacking an easy to understand um, approach to how they're building out their collections and their offerings. Um, people are very much so overcomplicating it. It's not making sense. Um, things are, um, you know, we've we've done a lot of mentorships and had a lot of students go through our mastermind, and so we've seen. A multitude of ways people you know design their collections and one thing that we do see time and again is where maybe you have like the three package system and packages or collections one and two have this line item but then it's removed from collection three for some reason like you know what I mean like there's like some confusing things where it's like it just doesn't really make sense so take a long hard look at how you've structured things like do clients a want what you're putting in there? Do they need it? And does it make sense from somebody who does not come from your world, whether that's a photo or video world? Like they need to be able to understand what you're talking about in order to want to proceed with securing you for their date. (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorite things or exercises that I've done in the past was had someone like a sister-in-law or my mother-in-law or whoever, like look over collections and tell me that's someone who's like totally not in that world, like, you know, what, like, what isn't making sense or what questions do you have while you're looking at this? And it's really eye opening to see like, oh, well, this doesn't make sense here. Like, what is this exactly? Or, you know, and that could be something that you know that you maybe need to include in like an FAQ portion, or you just need to like, fine-tune some things and so Taylor will be talking about how to structure collections in a way that clients can easily understand planners can easily understand um, that's not going to basically like deter potential clients simply because like they just don't really understand what's included um, or like why pricing is the way it is like your pricing and your a la carte isn't matching up with the how it all adds up in your collections you know all those things um 
it doesn't need to be as complicated, Paul or Paul uh, Taylor, um, my work <laughs> wife. Um, <laughs> um, it doesn't need to be as complicated as people make it. And so, like Taylor said, um, let's just streamline this whole process together in 2024, and we can teach you how to do that. Simplify, simplify, simplify. All right. Number five is what you may be missing is meeting the clients where they are. Um, and we kind of alluded to a point where like basically like forcing people to get on a call with you, <laughs> like making that a non-negotiable, like make it easy and meet them where they are. Um, that also goes for like how your booking process actually looks. Um, for those of you who are still <clears throat> um, sending out like paper invoices and ex- or um, contracts and expecting them to mail them back to you, like we've moved on from that as a society. Like the concept of e-signing things is now the new normal norm and don't make people jump through hoops. Um, the same goes with like how people want to pay you. Um, a big one that will arise as you enter the luxury market is this concept of wire transfers and there's a lot of questions around wire transfers that we will be answering in the reset summit and things like that and how to approach that but basically just like meeting clients where they are how do they want to pay you how do they want to sign that contract like you know being like negotiable and easy to work with in that way is one that a lot of people um, tend to miss out on clients because they're so set in their ways and they learned how to do things one way and they're unwilling to be flexible and that unwillingness to be flexible is going to cost you money in the long run. Absolutely. I went through that myself. I talked a little bit about it during our workshop um, booking boot camp that back in the day e-signatures were not a part of the norm just yet and you know we like kind of held on to our old system of doing things and then it started to like directly affect like the clients that we were booking like the other team that that client was considering had maybe sent them you know an electronic contract for them to just click their name and sign it and it was done whereas like we were sending them a pdf for them to like print off and mail back to us with their check like it was so old school this is like 13 years ago um but yeah, recognizing where that weak link in your booking process chain is is really going to uh, be really eye-opening for you and really change the trajectory of, you know, just the amount of clients that you take on and, and book you. Um, making headway here, number six is a big one. This is a really big one, and this is the one where we see like a ton of confusion on. Um, and one of the things you might be missing is understanding the difference between collections or packages versus a proposal, like understanding the difference. And when one is requested of you, making sure you're supplying the correct one or not using those, that verbiage kind of interchangeably because they actually are different things. And so you need to understand the difference and when it's appropriate to use, um, either one. Yes, this is, I this is like for me. I think going to be the biggest chunk of education during our reset summit is helping those really have a clear understanding of the difference between your collections and what a proposal is, and then also when you need to be delivering that proposal and what that proposal needs to consist of. Um, 
So yeah, we'll have like all these different examples of when is the correct etiquette to move more into that proposal delivery rather than collections delivery. And I think the biggest, biggest thing, and I'll kind of like leave it at this because we have so much, we have, there's so much more we could talk about, but the biggest thing is that a proposal is not an a la carte package system, which is the thing that I see most commonly missed or there's just a misunderstanding of it. Um, and so building proposals that really impress, right? That not only impress, but make sense and instill value, but also confidence in potential clients and planners is really, really key. And so we're going to be really just dissecting all of that to ensure that you guys are successfully sending out those proposals that do all of those things. Yes, we want people to trust us as the experts um, because if there's mistrust there, you're just not going to get hired. And kind of owning the position of expert and like, you know, being the one who knows all the things, the ins and outs, and being able to communicate those things well um, is going to do amazing things for your brand. Um, and especially when, I mean, a lot of our audience, if you're listening to this, this may apply to you, a lot of our audience is serving the mainstream market or maybe the lovely market right now, but they do have their sights set on entering the premium or luxury market and things just operate in a different way. And there is going to be a day when something is requested of you from a planner and you're going to freeze because you're not going to know what to do or what it means or how to proceed. And so kind of getting ahead of it with some of these things before you enter that premium or luxury space is really, really smart. Like even if you're not doing it yet, it's really smart to know ahead of time and to get that education before um, you have that deer in the headlights moment. Um, and bringing it home with number seven is you may be lacking pricing with a purpose. Um, having a clear understanding of why you charge what you charge, um, of building out your pricing and your collections and your proposals, um, in a way that makes sense and that is serving a purpose. One thing that we see a lot is like, Um, The only difference between collection A and collection B is the addition of a second shooter and they're literally only charging exactly what they would be paying that second shooter. Like that's the difference. And it's like, well, that second collection is not more profitable at all um, if that's what you're doing, right? So um, kind of just like putting meaning to numbers, which can feel challenging if you're not like a numbers person. Um, I'm a total numbers person. That's like everything to me. So it comes naturally to me. But for some people who are more like the artist, um, that may be something that you struggle with. And so we're going to walk you through how to price things um, with a purpose for your business to serve you instead of the other way around. Um anything yeah, to add it's so true no 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 I think that that's so great and also I think the biggest um you know missed opportunity as well is like Taylor has a really great system in place she's our numbers gal like she's got you when it comes to all this stuff I'm more of the creative with the business rather than the business person who's also creative that's Taylor and so I always did a system of like equal equal distance as far as cost between each collection and when we were more in the budget market that cost was only like $500 more per collection because if you think about it like that 
that mean that's a lot to more of that budget client who's maybe only spending thirty thousand dollars on their wedding, right? So that five hundred dollar, like every five hundred dollars counts, and so for them to make that step up from like the one to the next makes sense to that budget clientele. When you're moving up into that lovely premium and now we're even looking at luxury market. So let's take that $30,000 client. Now you're speaking to that $300,000 client in that lovely market. And for them, every $500 probably doesn't count, but maybe every $1,500 counts for them. So being able to know how much of a difference that you need to have between each collection based on the market that you're serving is really important. And then Taylor even breaks this down further in her having a really good um, kind of percentage-based uh, model with what what how each collection needs to increase in a way that it makes sense and um, clients can just like easily digest. So, and that percentage directly goes to like where your starting is. So you know, if you're starting at $1,500 versus $15,000, that's going to like directly affect what the next one goes up. And so it's just a very clear, it's just a better way of doing things rather than the way that I used to do things in the past, which was just like $2,000 between each collection or like $5,000 between each collection. Yeah. Yeah. Such a great point. You know, a few weeks ago we had Megan Edgemond on the podcast and she's fabulous and she's done so much in just the three years that she's been in business. And one of the things we were talking about with her was, um, how for her very first wedding under her own brand, she charged, I think it was 1500, 1200 or 1500 or something like that. And, um, Kelly, you asked, you're like, how did you land on that number? And she was like, I don't know. I just kind of like looked around to see like what people were charging. And I just like plopped on that number. Right. So it's like, we want to, that's like great for when you're just starting out in business, like you're trying new things and you don't really know what's going on. But our podcast is really aimed at people who've been in business for like, I would say like a minimum of three years probably, right? So we're kind of getting into that intermediate to advanced levels. And now's the time to like really have a purpose for your business. Like we all want to be profitable and we all want to shoot better and higher quality weddings. And in order to do that, like every decision you make in your business should be driven by a purpose and like be done for a reason, right? So we're just kind of moving out of that, like pulling things out of thin air just because that's what somebody else said you should do um, and like making these like conscious decisions um, within our businesses. So that's that's kind of why we do what we do. (laughs) Yes, so there you have it, the seven things that your booking process could be missing. Um, I think this was a really good episode, Taylor, and I love that like we just barely scratched the surface. Um, and we're excited to dive so much deeper into every single one of these things inside of our reset summit. We hope to see you guys there. Um, it's just, it's going to be a great time. It's not a huge time commitment. It's not a huge cost commitment. It's 149 for the ticket. Um, we're going to be diving into all of these things and you can grab your spot at thelevelupco.com slash reset. And it's going to, I'm really excited about it. Taylor, what are you most excited about? 
I'm excited to do something live with like those who choose to attend um, at like this larger scale. Um, we're used to being in our mastermind, which is a pretty intimate group of filmmakers and photographers, um, you know, every week. And um, we really get to know these people like really, really well, but we kind of stay in our little bubble of mastermind and I'm excited to expand past um, our little bubble and meet our audience and answer the questions and just be in a really great um, group setting that's a little bit larger than normal and I think it's going to be a great time and I'm trying to think off the top of my head any FAQs that someone might have while they're listening let me just kind of think about these so this is going to be geared towards photographers and filmmakers so if you're a photographer listening if you're a filmmaker who's listening this will be perfect for you um, also Taylor, will replays be available if they can't meet with us live at that specific time on January 18th? Yes, replays will be available and they will be available forever. Um, you'll have a portal inside of Kajabi, which is the platform that we use for our course and our mastermind and all these things. So you'll have your own little login, your own place where you can find the replays um, to catch up or rewatch when, when you need a little refresh. Um, whatever you need, it'll be right inside. Amazing. Um, I'm trying to think anything else. Will we be having like an open Q&A time where people can ask their own questions specific to their businesses and how we can guide them? Absolutely. Um, we are very much so into the concept of a community. We don't want to just be talking at you guys. We wanted this to be, um, you know, some instruction led, um, led and then discussion afterwards. I think that a lot of people learn a lot from not only asking their own questions, but also from hearing other people ask questions that maybe they didn't even consider to ask. And so that's like just a really great way to learn um, and to make connections within the industry too. I think that participation is such a big thing that can help us kind of stay fueled in our businesses it's it's a lonely road being you know these business owners within the wedding industry and I think having a community of like-minded people around you makes it a lot easier and a lot more fun too so you might meet your new business bestie there too <laughs> amazing well I hope if you're still listening to this that you will join us for the reset summit it's going to be just a really amazing bite-sized actionable we're going to be giving you guys exactly the steps needed, the actions needed um, in order to just reset maybe that mindset or reset your collections in general to better speak to those potential clients that are landing in your inbox in 2024 to ensure just a really great full calendar year and hopefully your most profitable year yet. Thank you for joining us in this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us reach more filmmakers just like you by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media. Don't forget to tag us at The Level Up Co. And join us again next week, same time, same place, as we continue to level up the industry together. 